Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericaempowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 243 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is laser medicine the new arthritis treatment. Medline Plus is the U.S. National Institutes of Health's website for patients and their families. Medline Plus provides information about arthritis and its treatment. About arthritis, Medline Plus says that most forms of arthritis are long-term conditions. About the treatment of arthritis, Medline Plus says that the goal of treatment is to reduce pain, improve function, and prevent further joint damage. It says that the underlying cause cannot usually be cured. It says that medications may be prescribed along with lifestyle changes. And it says in some cases, surgery may be done if other treatments haven't worked. Examples include surgery to rebuild the joint or surgery to replace the joint, such as total knee joint replacement or total hip replacement. But about the treatment of arthritis by laser medicine, Medline Plus says nothing, which is why our topic today, laser medicine, the new arthritis treatment, is so important. To discuss it, our guest is Dr. Fred Kahn, MD, Fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons of Canada. Fred is a diplomat or diplomate of the American Board of Surgery. For 18 years prior to initiating research in the field of low-intensity laser therapy, he had an extensive surgical practice in Southern California and for eight years served as chief of staff at a major hospital in Santa Ana, California. In 1989, he founded Meditech International, Inc., which developed the Bioflex series of laser therapy systems. With basic research, scientific knowledge, and clinical expertise, Meditech developed protocols for numerous medical conditions, including arthritis, soft tissue and sports injuries, back problems, wounds, and many skin problems. Treatment protocols are continually refined at the Meditech Rehabilitation Centers, where up to 800 treatments are administered weekly. Clinics using Bioflex laser therapy systems are established in 50 countries, 
and over 2 million treatments have been administered without any significant complications or adverse effects. So welcome to the show, Fred. Thank you. Fred, please tell us more about your career in medicine. Well, I graduated from medical school and then uh, uh, spent six, year more, six years more in post-surgical uh, surgical training at a variety of centers in North America primarily, but I spent some time in England and traveled around the world visiting a lot of medical centers. So I learned quite a bit about the art of surgery, how it should be practiced. I studied with some of the best surgeons in the world, which gave me a tremendous advantage when I went out into private practice. So practicing surgery uh, during residency for five years, roughly out of a year of teaching also, uh, I developed a pretty good knowledge and more important understanding of medical practice what's good, what isn't good, and I keep learning every day. And medicine today, unfortunately, is too conventional. It sticks to pharmaceuticals, surgery, and traditional therapies that often don't work or inflict more damage to the patient than is already existent. I think as physicians, we have to focus on what's best for the patient rather than utilizing conventional therapies to access and looking for better uh, medical approaches to make the patient whole, so to speak. Which leads me to my next question. Please talk to us about your medical practice and your use of laser, laser medicine. Fred? Well, laser med- medicine may be termed an emerging te- technology, although Initial practice was started 60 years ago, but it was still somewhat primitive, and some areas still do. So I sort of recognized that. I entered the field in 1989 and have worked very hard to develop better devices, utilizing better diodes, establishing protocols for specific diseases, and learning every day what works best, how the tissues respond, and the patient gets well, while undergoing laser therapy. Now, just to go back to your medical practice, you are still practicing medicine as a physician, as a surgeon, and I'm assuming you use laser medicine as a treatment in your medical practice. Is that right, Fred? We, we use it quite extensively. Uh, we pretty much confine ourselves to utilizing laser medicine. If it fits another category, we send it to the family physician or a specialist. But most conditions that come to us, uh, which are often arthritis, wounds, uh, sports injuries, etc., lend themselves so well to the laser approach that we can use that as the only technology with regard to that specific problem in most instances. Right. Fred, please now explain to us what laser medicine is and how it differs from other treatments, you know, particularly electrical-type treatments. Fred? Well, laser converts electrical energy to biochemical energy, and it acts upon the cell 
and the membranes and the uh, contents of the cells, the, the molecular aspects of the cell, the flavoproteins, the mitochondria, and basically restores normal cell structure and function. That's the essence of laser therapy. Now, by using light to irradiate the cells, a number of complex physiological reactions are initiated, which result in normal cell structure and function, as previously mentioned. Let me ask you a bit more about lasers. We, everybody knows what lasers are, or at least we think we do. And we know there's something to do with light and the way it travels. Um, please take us from that point of light traveling through to the point of the effect on cells that you've just been talking about. How does that come about, friend? Well, the the photons, which are particles of energy emitted from the diodes, infrared diodes, the uh, red diodes, LEDs, laser diodes, etc., uh, they're absorbed by the components in the cell and the cell membrane. And this initiates the physiological reactions, restoring, again, normal cell structure and function. It's a fairly complex subject, and Tina Carew has written 13 books about it. Mary Dyson, another British researcher and a professor at London University, has done a lot of study with cells. So there are many people who've done extensive uh, basic research, which has enabled us from an engineering development and clinical viewpoint to effectively treat the cells restoring their normal function as stated on several occasions now. I'm still pressing you on this point because it's, first of all, very important, but it's also very interesting. We all know that um, radiation, ionizing radiation, the kind of things that are used to take x-rays, um, are very useful clinically, but are also very dangerous to cells. Um, and they're a form of radiation. Uh, I'm not sure whether laser, laser beams or whatever are a form of radiation. So please, could you just distinguish between what I'm going to call ionizing radiation and laser radiation? Fred? Okay, well, radiation is all around us. Uh, there are magnetic impulses. Uh, there's the sun. Uh, even a light bulb uh, impact uh, or infers radiation. Uh, laser light that we use at lower levels is very constructive with regard to tissue health, tissue status. So it's, as I said before, there are many types of radiation, some of which are harmful. For instance, the sun without the ozone layers has raised the level of skin cancers, melanoma, which are highly dangerous, squamous cell, actinic changes in the cells. So these are harmful types of radiation. Laser light is the opposite. It's very constructive with regard to cellular health. And what you've, been, what you've already said is that laser medicine, even though we're talking as though it's something new, has in fact been around for a very long time. Just how long has it been around for? It's been around since the late 50s, early 60s. 
And people didn't understand it very well. They didn't understand protocols at all. They basically used laser diodes or some type of diode which emitted light and turned it on and turned it off. They didn't understand the frequency of the light beam, the duty cycle, which is the power setting, so to speak, the duration of treatment, and the varying diodes that you should utilize for optimal clinical results. So these are all things that we've been developing since 89, which is close to 25 years, and are still developing. Right. Now, that's a very interesting story, and it sets us up for the next segment in which we're going to talk about um, treatment of arthritis. But right now, we have to pay the rent. This is the time to take a short break. So this is Dr. Gordon Etherley and my guest, Dr. Fred Kahn. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan, and Heather Brittany for a power hour of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts join the effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and my guest, Dr. Fred Kahn. Our topic is laser medicine, the new arthritis treatment. So, Fred, let's talk about arthritis and its treatments. Um, First of all, please explain arthritis and its various types for us. Fred? 
Well, there are many types of arthritis. The most common is degenerative osteoarthritis, which develops with aging and wear and tear on the tissues. Uh, another common type of arthritis is rheumatoid arthritis, which is inflammatory. It's considered to be an autoimmune disease. It's accompanied by a lot of swelling, edema, pain, a little different from degenerative osteoarthritis, and not as well understood. And there are many other kinds of arthritis, such as gout, produced arthritis, psoriasis, and there are many systemic diseases which also are accompanied by polymyalgia or arthritis of many of the joints in the body. So the varieties of arthritis are numerous uh, and all show different characteristics, but they're all denoted by pain, difficulty in being mobile, being comfortable, disturbed sleep patterns, and reduced activity levels both at work and at play, so to speak. Let's just stay with those effects that you've been describing. Um, that is, these are the effects experienced by people who are living with the various types of arthritis. Um, you, you had a list there. Please tell us, put that list in order of this. What are the most challenging of those effects that are experienced by people? What, what are the things that are most troublesome for them? Fred? Uh, troublesome for patients? Yes. Well, the pain. Uh, people with arthritis appear to suffer a significant degree of pain accentuated by activities. So they do less and less and uh, sort of become dependent, often sit around hours of time watching television. So the immobility produces further deterioration of the body generally and the tissues in particular. Uh, you know, there's the old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's certainly the case with uh, arthritic degeneration. So immobility uh, caused by the pain associated with arthritis uh, is a very negative type of uh, outcome or part of the arthritic picture. Right. Now, let's stay with pain and I'd like to ask you this. Given that pain is such a widespread kind of effect of the various types of arthritis, how is the pain treated in conventional medicine? Does it have does that treatment have side effects? And if so, what are the most serious of the side effects that are associated with the treatment of pain in the conventional way? Fred? As you state, in the conventional way, there are many pharmaceuticals utilized to reduce the pain or the sensation of pain. Uh, it acts by masking the symptoms, depression of the aberrant pain fibers, usually at the cerebral level. So you use analgesics uh, of many different varieties, uh, muscle relaxants, sleeping medications, anti-inflammatories, there are hundreds, if not more, medications in the marketplace, and uh, they simply do not improve the status of the cells. In other words, they don't treat the underlying disease 
that causes pain. At our clinics, we utilize laser therapy. We ignore the symptoms because after one, two, or more treatments, the pain and other symptoms disappear as the treatment progresses. So we focus on treating the underlying cause of the pain, the existing pathology, so to speak. And uh, as logic dictates, the symptoms disappear, sometimes rapidly, sometimes more slowly, but we don't pay too much attention to the pain. And as we all know, the addictive aspects of uh, stronger medications such as morphine sulfate, Percocet, oxy, uh, Oxycontin, Oxycosid, etc. There are too many to mention. Uh, these effects uh, are very deleterious to the patient. So. The way we gauge often how our patients are improving, when they initially come in, I ask them how much medication they're using, and some are using up to 30 Percocets a day, uh, which is an awful lot, and uh, it's amazing that they can survive and function even at a minimal level. So often after three treatments, I'll say, how many uh, oxycocet, let's say, for instance, have you taken over past 24 hours, and the, the reduction in utilization of those products is uh, quite dramatic. Sometimes they'll go from 30 to 5 and 3, 4 sessions, and to, to zero medications in the course of a week if they have an adequate number of treatments. So that's kind of the way it works. So we don't focus too much on what they're taking, because as they get better, they reduce the intake of those uh, medications on their own. So we never try to chastise them about using all these drugs because the patients are generally well motivated and they'll cease to utilize pharmaceuticals as the laser therapy improves the status of the tissues, reduces inflammation, and the pain disappears. Let me just ask you about the more about these medications. It, is it right to say that what the medications are doing, in effect, blocking the brain from feeling the pain, whereas the laser therapy is actually putting right the things that have gone wrong inside the cells so that the cells aren't generating the pain? Have I got that right, or at least to some extent got it right? Fred? Well, as the tissue inflammation uh, is reduced, and the cells become more viable, more functional, uh, the symptoms are reduced. So the patient obviously will become more mobile, will start doing more things. People initially, women who've been bedridden or sitting at home will start moving about the house, maybe going out in the garden, walking on the street. So as their clinical status improves, they're more active and uh, the requirements for analgesics and the other medications become less and less. And generally, people don't like to take the pharmaceuticals, but, but they have to be educated with regard to that to some extent. Now, I, I'm going to ask you a sort of loaded question, which is this, that the extract that I read um, from the U.S. National Institute of health really omitted altogether as far as I could see 
uh, any mention of laser therapy, despite, for arthritis that is, despite the fact that it's been going on more or less for a half a century, and despite the things that you've just been talking about, uh, that is the benefits of putting right the tissue inflammation and things like that. Fred, why do you think um, a, a well, very prominent organization like that doesn't take any account of laser therapy, laser medicine? It's kind of interesting, and uh, I don't completely understand it. As you indicated earlier, we administer uh, probably up to 800 treatments each week. I see 60 new patients each week, most referred by other patients. And do they expect a cure or certainly significant relief from their systems? So they're almost pre-programmed. And as they get better, many of them say, well, this is wonderful. It's every day four or five people exclaim, this is phenomenal. Why doesn't my doctor know about it? Why don't the people who pay for health care, the insurance companies, the governments, the gatekeepers, the providers, all those people who tax uh, the population and uh, return the money to the various systems, the providers for health care, why don't they know about it? I don't think they'd really want to know about it. Uh, I think uh, as we uh, currently we read more and more how the drug companies influence medical education. So students early learn about uh, all the drugs they can prescribe, and being rather innocent, naive, they of course can't understand that this may not be a good thing for the patient. So they do that, and they become conditioned to do that. So I conversely would like to see every prescription pad thrown out the window and replaced by a laser device that can make the patient better. That's not going to happen because there are big dollars available to maintain the systems as they exist on a traditional basis. So you really have to re-educate. I think all the world's ills, war, poverty, disease, can be alleviated by better, more, higher levels of education. Education, I think, is the salvation of mankind. But we need to improve our educational systems. The drug companies go to the medical schools, they sponsor a chair. Some of them may be well-intended. And I'm not saying that every drug is a bad drug. When a patient's in acute pain, analgesics are good. But you shouldn't use them more than a week or two. The same thing with cortisone, wonderful drug. But if you use it uh, for two weeks or more in high doses, it becomes very counterproductive. So I think our system of thinking has to be changed. Our educational systems have to be changed. They have to seek and adapt new and better technologies and methodologies to focus on the patient's welfare and improving it. Right. Now, we're going to talk about, in the next segment, uh, the treatment um, that you're talking about, laser, laser treatment. 
But right now we have to take the break once more. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Dr. Fred Kahn. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and my guest, Dr. Fred Kahn. Our topic is laser medicine the new arthritis treatment. So now, Fred, let's talk about laser medicine as a treatment for arthritis. And my first question is, how is laser medicine actually used to treat the various types of arthritis? And to what extent does it avoid the side effects of other treatments? Now, you've already talked about that, but I would like you just to address that point about avoiding side effects as well as the use of laser medicine. Fred? Uh, there aren't re- really any significant side effects w- with laser application. Occasionally, in perhaps one case out of 20, the pain after the treatment will be elevated to a small degree for one or two hours, and we uh, reduce the duration and the intensity of the laser in the next treatment to avoid that. This is uh, called tissue adaptation, and some genetically, for genetic reasons, some 
people, their cells are extremely sensitive to laser light. So you have to start at low levels. But this happens quite rarely. It's not a significant uh, adverse effect, so to speak. And the tissues adapt very rapidly over two to three treatments. So there really is no significant side effect with laser therapy. Now let's talk about the way in which more about the way in which it avoids the side effects of other treatments like the medications that you were talking about. Um, How exactly does laser medicine avoid those side effects? Because the side effects, and I'm just reminding us all, that some of these medications that are given out are addictive to the point of causing social problems. How then does laser medicine avoid those serious side effects? Fred? Uh, Okay. Uh, Laser light is administered at low levels directly to the tissues. It can also be administered over the spine, innervating the segment where the pathology exists. And even uh, cerebrally, uh, particularly over the cervical spine. So it has sort of a widespread gentle effect on the body, the, the, the systems generally, and the tissues that are being treated directly. Uh, there are many aspects to it. Uh, when you treat some neurological conditions, uh, the irradiation of the uh, uh, cerebrospinal fluid, which circulates 12.5 times per minute, creates a neuromodulation effect, which is just one instance how it works. Uh, the absorption by the cells within the bloodstream, the arteries, veins, etc., uh, carry the photon energy to many peripheral areas in the body, creating effects which are not understood as clearly as we'd like, but but they're definitely positive effects, stimulation of the immune system, and so forth. So it has many benefits directly on the cells, on the cerebrospinal fluid, the vascular system, and the tissues uh, that are being treated. So the benefits are very widespread, and they're reasonably well understood. We don't understand all aspects of it. But they're certainly all positive, which sounds too too good to be true. But we have found this to be the case consistently. Now, you mentioned that the most challenging of of the effects of arthritis is basically the pain that it causes. And we've talked about the way in which laser medicine um, causes, if you like, the pain to fade away and become... um, disappear or become much less evident. Now, you'd mentioned other effects of arthritis um, that are treated by laser medicine. What are those other effects and how how does laser medicine help them? And then a highly related question is who can administer the laser medicine treatment in such circumstances? Must it always be a doctor or can somebody else do that? Fred? Well, I think ideally a doctor should be doing the diagnosis and ordering the appropriate tests to establish a 
a specific diagnosis, but doctors don't have to treat. You can treat a laser therapist uh, in one week to administer the laser therapy. For instance, in our clinics, uh, I or some other licensed medical person does it, uh, establish the diagnosis and then writes a prescription for the treatment of the tissues, which is carried out by a laser therapist. And a laser therapist can be trained quite easily in the course of a week. Of course, the more experience people get, the better, uh, the more proficient they become as laser therapists. In our clinics, we do a very rigorous uh, initiation. There's a three-day formal course, and then they understudy a senior person for three months without really touching a patient to see how the various uh, arrays and uh, laser probes are applied. And then, then finally, they start treating patients under supervision and independently. And it really takes six months to 12 months to develop a good laser therapist. In Canada, we're fortunate because we have a lot of physiotherapists from foreign countries and MDs from foreign countries who are extremely well-trained, uh, seldom able to get their license to practice their profession. So we convert them to laser therapists. So they're very good at applying laser therapy. They have a sense of uh, uh, where the pathology is located and how to apply the uh, various arrays and probes in a proficient manner. So it's very easy to train many laser therapists at the same time if someone were willing to do that. Uh, now, I've lost the first part of the question, if you could just remind me quickly. Sure. I'll come back to that in one second. Could a patient whom you've looked after, diagnosed, and who's received treatment from a laser therapist, could a patient apply this uh, laser medicine themselves to their own bodies? Absolutely. We have a lot of people who come from long distances, and we train them to use the systems for themselves, and they become excellent at doing so and do extremely well. We have units all over the world uh, by People who have a variety of disease processes, they come here, they get their training, we establish protocols for them, we direct how they should uh, continue their treatment. Some come back uh, every two or three months if they can afford to take the trip, it depends. So, so we have people from Europe, from Asia, from India, uh, the U.S., of course, and uh, a lot of them become trained and some even go on to establish their own clinics, particularly their nurses or some ancillary medical field, athletic trainers, etc., and so forth, and MDs as well. Right. Now, the first part of the question was, I was asking you what the effects of arthritis are besides pain that you are most successful at treating with laser medicine. For example, you'd mentioned that people sort of give up exercise and become unfit and all that kind of thing. Does laser medicine help in that process of getting people back into action, into life, for example? Uh, tremendously. I can illustrate, with, illustrate that with an 86-year-old gentleman who came to us uh, several months ago from the North Country and he'd had two back surgeries. He had a lot of disease, stenosis, 
static, etc. He was on many medications, which had been taken for a long time. And he came to the clinic and he said, I know you can't help me because nobody else has, but I'm coming in because I've been forced to come in and a very intelligent and a wealthy gentleman. But he was very negative about the treatment. I said, look, I'm not going to argue with you. Give me the opportunity to 10 treatments, do as I tell you, and there's a better than 80 to 90% chance that you'll improve. Well, by the end of the third treatment, he'd stopped most of his medications, and after his sixth treatment, he said, I shouldn't tell you this, but yesterday I went pheasant hunting. So getting people mobile, getting them out of their bed, getting them off the, uh, out of their chairs, uh, getting them to stretch, to swim, to move, this lubricates the joints. Uh, it gets them active. It restores muscle tone. And all, the, all these things are highly beneficial. So it acts in many ways, mainly by getting rid of the pain, allowing them to, to be mobile, to resume the tasks that they love to pursue and to do the things they enjoy. I should mention that the most common aspect of all disease is inflammation. Every disease process that I know has some form of inflammatory change in the tissues, which are composed of cells. So laser is a very potent anti-inflammatory, much more so than the oral inflammatories, and yet it's without those negative effects. And that's a very significant part of the therapy. Fred, I want to ask you a little bit more about the way laser medicine works as a treatment for some of the effects you've mentioned. For example, um, you were talking about a gentleman who, even after the third treatment, was telling you just how his life had changed. Does that mean then there are psychological effects, beneficial psychological effects from laser medicine, as well as the effects on pain and inflammation of the tissues? Fred? Well, pain leads to depression. And depression is a circumlocular type of disease. And people who are depressed stop moving. You know, they retreat into a shell. So there are many negative psychological effects associated with pain. And when you treat the pathology, the pain disappears, so the depression lifts, and people become more mobile. So pain has numerous negative side effects. And these, of course, are alleviated as laser therapy progresses. There's a psychiatrist in San Diego who treats depression. He has three Bioflex uh, systems, and most of the depression that he treats is caused by pain. So it's very significant. The psychological aspect of any disease process is always complex and interesting and very much related to the situation. So the psychology in any disease process must always be given significant attention and treatment should be concomitant with that in mind. Right. Now, taking things in mind, it is 
our time once more to take the break, so let's do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Dr. Fred Kahn. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM, Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paula Joy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for the Yoga of Money, Creating Wealth and Abundance for the Modern Yogi. Host Jeff Bogart is one of a few select financial advisors in the country who fully understands the connection between yoga, money, wealth, and abundance. Jeff offers time-tested advice about growing wealth the smart way, the yoga way. The Yoga of Money bridges the gap between the spiritual and material world. Tune in for The Yoga of Money every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and my guest, Dr. Fred Kahn. Our topic is laser medicine, the new arthritis treatment. Fred, I want you to talk to us about what more you want to do and see done to advance the use of laser medicine in the treatment of arthritis. So first of all, what more would you like to do through your medical practice and your work to advance the use of laser medicine for people who are living with arthritis? Fred? Well, I'd like to treat more people, and I'd like to educate more physicians, chiropractors, physiotherapists, any of the medical professions to use this in a professional manner to treat their patients because we should all have the same objective to make people well, restore patients' normal health status so they can pursue the uh, physical activities they wish to do and to uh, enjoy the quality of life that they can establish. So in order to do that, we need to educate more people. 
We need the support of the gatekeepers, providers, governments, insurance companies, and all those people who fund health care. So we need greater awareness. We need to make the systems more widely available, train more people, and exchange the prescription pad for the laser device, so to speak. So there are many things that need to be done in order to uh, achieve that end. We're doing it in a small way. We educate probably a 1,000 laser therapists, uh, which may include physicians, chiropractors, and all the other professions I've uh, mentioned previously. But it's strictly a a scratch on the service. We need to do this in every country, every major city. Uh, So, again, the educational process, more training of laser therapists, Uh, more education of those who diagnose and write prescriptions. So these all are things that need to be taken into consideration and encouraged and become more established. So that's what I would like to see. On our side, we're continuing to improve our educational processes. We're continuing to improve the devices that we build and distribute And uh, our objective is mainly to improve the diseases from which we suffer uh, and avoid the negative aspects of traditional conventional therapies that that have very little value and often uh, create a lot of harm for the condition, the patient that's being treated with those approaches. Right. What more would you like to see done by healthcare systems generally and physicians in particular to advance the use of laser medicine for people living with arthritis? Well, I think the economics have to be taken out of it and the focus on the patient, the patient's welfare has to be reestablished. Uh, I find that uh, for arthritis, uh, I don't know of any better treatments. There are a lot of complementary treatments such as uh, massage, uh, physio is helpful. All these things are helpful, but they do not provide a specific cure, whereas laser does. It may not provide a 100% cure, but in many instances it does, and in most instances the improvement is 80% plus, which is very significant because it allows people to resume regular activities and avoid the use of medications which, as we've discussed, have so many deleterious effects. Now, just relating to the deleterious effects, this is a very powerful message. This is saying 80% recovery or removal of the problems created by arthritis, um, removal of the side effects of medication, improvements of the psychology of the individual, the morale, combating the depression, all of these things you've talked about, those seem to be profoundly important. So what's your message about laser medicine for people living with arthritis? People who live with it are struggling with it. What's your message for them? Well, no one should have to live with arthritis and the symptoms it causes. No one should be forced to live with the negative aspects of medications. So 
laser therapy is an ideal solution when provided, applied in appropriate fashion, and whether that's in the clinic or whether patients can be instructed to use a home unit, uh, that depends on the circumstances involved. But from my perspective and my experience, and as I said earlier, I have studied medicine to a great deal. I'm a reasonably good observer. Uh, I would like to see laser medicine used in all cases of arthritis to improve the health status of that particular patient. And I think it's a solution that's viable and should be more widely adopted. Now, talking about the wide adoption, it's I think it's clear from what you said that, so to speak, getting the message out that this is a good way to go is something profoundly important. And I know you do a lot of work getting the message out. But what more can we all do to get this message out, that this is something helpful, this is something optimistic, this is something useful, this is something that doesn't have serious or any or much in the way of side effects, and something that is helpful to people who are suffering? How do you, how do you get that message? How do we get that message out? That's a good question. I'm not sure I have an appropriate answer. I've given a lot of thought and again, I think we need to get the governmental departments involved. I think we need to get the educational institutions involved. And we need to create more awareness uh, among the afflicted who could benefit from this therapeutic approach. I think these are three major ways. I'm sure there are many others. And... Uh, I think this is one way to move forward and help people get better, reduce their suffering, and restore quality of life. Once again, that's a powerful message. And Fred, I want to say thank you to you for bringing it to us, for sharing with us your experience and being so open about the things you're saying. Uh, you are, after all, a surgeon. You are giving your experience talking about your experience you're giving advice but at the same time it's all based on a, a strong understanding of what you're doing this is in other words real medicine that you're doing and it's real really beneficial and therefore it really needs a, a higher level of prominence than it's currently got and i'm not being critical when i'm saying about that saying that to you i'm saying that's a challenge for all of us so i want to wish you and everybody with you all the success in your work please carry on because it's important for all of us and after all arthritis does happen to people as we get older and therefore what you're doing is a help to that generation too I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be about what family caregivers should know about mental health and addiction risk in children and teens. So please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then.
thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.